Hi, I'm Dora from Dora Nicolau and my drink of choice is a chai. I'm Gemma from Contently Driven and my drink of choice is red wine. And I'm Michaela from Inspired Office and my drink of choice is a sparkling white wine. Work-life wine time supports the responsible consumption of alcohol. (laughs) (laughs) Hello, it's Gemma here with you. And before we start today's episode, I have some very exciting news. As Work-Wife Wine Time is celebrating its birthday. Can you believe it? So we want to thank you for being here with us over these past two glorious years. Who can believe it, right? So good. And we are bringing you more. We're starting a series over three months. That's right, once a month of free live coaching workshops. How exciting is that? And the first one is with me, Gemma, myself, and I'm talking to you all about how to create habits that set you up for business success. That's right. And it's coming up really, really soon. And it is on Thursday, the 19th of May at 9am Australian Eastern Standard Time, 7pm Wednesday, the 18th of May, US Eastern Standard Time, and 6pm Wednesday, the 18th of May, Central Standard Time in the US. So Wednesday night and Thursday morning is where it's at. So how do you come along and how do you register? Well, all you need to do is jump on over to our Instagram, but please make sure you come back to the episode. Go to our Instagram, Workwife Wine Time, and hit the link in the bio. Or you can jump on over to our website, workwifewinetime.com au forward slash workshop one. That's workshop O-N-E, one word. How exciting is that? We can't wait to see you there. Hello and welcome to Workwife Wine Time, your next episode for this week. How exciting. And it is me, Gemma, with you here today and I'm ever so excited to connect you with our guest speaker, Bex Beltran. (laughs) And let me just tell you, I was having a lot of difficulty pronouncing her surname. So I do apologize, but welcome. (laughs) I like the way that you pronounce it. And it's technically not even my surname. It's my husband's. So it's all good. (laughs) There you go. It doesn't really matter, does it? Not to me. Now, we do have another international guest today, all the way from the United States of America. It's always very exciting that we're expanding so worldwide. So thank you so much for being here. Yes, I'm so excited to be on. This is my first Southern Hemisphere podcast, I think. I think. (laughs) I love that. That's exciting. A Southern Hemisphere podcast. Isn't that fun? So weird. I wouldn't have even thought of that. But anyway. Let's talk a little bit about about you. Tell us first, tell our beautiful listeners who you are and what it is that you do. Yes, thank you. So I'm a resistance coach, a podcast host, and a journal and notebook creator. And so those are three different, kind of three different things. But for me, they all match together and they all go together perfectly. Whenever I introduce myself, people usually say, what do you mean? What's a resistance coach? And what it is, is we all have thoughts in our heads that causes us not to go for what we want or do what we want. 
And those thoughts might sound like, I don't know how, or I'm too old, or I'm too young, or people wouldn't like it if I did this thing that I'm thinking of doing. All of those thoughts are resistance. So maybe it shows up in relationships, maybe in our business, maybe just in our self-care. It can, t- it can show up in so many ways. And that's what I help clients do is notice that resistance and then release it. So that leads to the second part, which is the podcast. Uh, and the podcast is called Release Your Resistance. And it's me sharing my stories about how I have learned to recognize and release resistance and other people's stories and then some extra fun things that I like to do, which leads me to journaling. I am a journal evangelist. I love journaling. It has changed my life. I haven't always been a journaler. In fact, I may have had some resistance to journaling in the past, Uh, but now I love it. I do it daily. It's non-negotiable for me. And last year I created a journal and notebook shop. So now I just love sharing the benefits of journaling and helping people use journaling in their lives to help them get what they want. I love that. It's so exciting. And yeah, well, can you tell us as well a little bit about like your past working life and why um, you decided to go out, work for yourself, start your own business? Yes. So in my 20s, Um, I, well, even before then I was always very eager and ready to work, you know, even as a teenager and I, I was ready to make my own money and live my own lifestyle. And so I've always enjoyed working. I've always enjoyed being an employee. Um, I've always thought of myself as a good employee or a good worker, you know, and I've enjoyed that. I I like being productive and I like, um, doing a good job. And so my, in my twenties, I did all the jobs. I tried every career you can imagine. I've done it. I've tried it. I jumped around a lot and I had a lot of fun and I learned a lot. And then towards the end of my twenties, I was like, wow, I'm done with this. I want to be solid and secure and no more jumping around. And I want to be more stable. And so I started working at a university and I stayed there for the next 16 years. And I still jumped around inside, which was great because it gave me a lot of different um, experiences and worked with a lot of different people and tried a lot of different roles. And throughout the end of my, what I call my corporate career, I was very interested in business. I was always on the lookout for what could I do on the side or what could I do in addition to this? Because I am a person who likes to be productive and work and do a good job. And um, things happened in my role and in my team, and it just worked out to be the perfect time to leave. And luckily I had created a lifestyle for myself throughout the, the last couple of years of my corporate career that I didn't have to get a brand new job right away, or I didn't have to you know, start a business right away. But I did dabble and I played around and I did a few different things. I did some volunteer work. I did some contract teaching. I, I tried a little business for fun and I did play around a little bit. Uh, and I did play with being retired for a little while too, which did not suit me very well. And then I decided to um, go back to work. But by then I already had some non-negotiables in my life, like journaling and a few other things. And so I decided I would only work 
and I had this list of things I wanted. You know, it had to be a pretty place. It had to be within 10 miles of my home. I only wanted to work between 11 a.m. and 4 p.m. And I didn't want to work weekends. I mean, I had this whole list and I manifested the job. I found it. And so then I got this amazing opportunity to work in, again, a very diverse environment, doing a lot of different things, meeting a lot of different people. And towards the end of that time of my life, which was just under two years, I realized oh, I really want to, I really want to work for myself. And by then I had already completed or was just, yeah, I had completed my life coach certification. I was already seeing my practice clients. I, I already had my podcast started. So I was like, oh, this is perfect timing. And I left and I've been doing my own thing now ever since. Oh, wow. What a wonderful working history. I love that. Yeah. That's oh, wonderful. Good on you. And yeah, just before we jump into it, tell us a little bit about you and what, what do you love doing apart from journaling, of course? <laughs> yeah, I do. I mean, that is kind of like my number one thing. Yeah. That's the thing that I would tell people, oh, I won't not journal in a day. I really just love having fun, living my life. And that can mean a lot of different things and it changes. So two years ago, if you would have asked me, what's my favorite hobby? What do I do? outside of, you know, journaling, I would have said Zumba. I love dancing. I, I made it part of my lifestyle to go every day. But then when the gyms closed, it, I really had to go through this, you know, period of what do I do now, you know? And um, so I figured it out, but so that's not as big of a part of my life as it was before, but I still love it. I love spending time with friends. I luckily have some friends that we really make sure that we make time for each other you know, like standard times to go out for drinks or take a girl's trip, girl's weekend. Um, I'm very lucky in love. I have a wonderful husband. So we love spending time together too and great family. So yeah, I just, I think the, the theme that I'm hearing myself as I describe how I like to spend my time is just spending time with people I love. Oh, so wonderful. And that brings us into, of course, why we're here today, which surprise, surprise is to discuss and talk about journaling and of course, specifically journaling for your business and all about, I guess, what, what the heck journaling even is and, you know, how it's going to benefit your business. So straight up off the bat, tell us what is journaling? Yeah. And that's such a great question because there's probably an assumption that, well, everybody knows exactly what it is, but not necessarily because I think we all get to decide that for ourselves. And when I talk to people about journaling, a lot of times people say, oh, you know, I wish I could, but I can't, or I don't have the time, or I can't make it into a, ha a, a habit or a practice. So I would, in answer to your question, I would say none of those things are required for journaling. And I like to talk, talk about three different types of journalers, and I've been all three types. So the non-journaler, someone who doesn't journal, doesn't maybe see the benefit or can't see it for themselves, you know, and just doesn't do it. it's not on their radar. And then the journal curious, so maybe they've tried journaling, and they know that other people journal, and they think it's, there's probably some good benefits there, but they don't have the time for it, or they can't make it into a habit or a practice, or they don't know what to write about, or they don't know how to do it so that it's beneficial to them, and so then they don't do it consistently or ever. And then the journal lover is someone who uses journaling specifically to get benefits, those benefits, plus 
uh, lets their journaling practice evolve. And so in my case, and this isn't what I'm telling everyone they must do, but in my case, I journal daily. It's the most important part of my day. I use it to solve my problems in my business and my life. I use it to brainstorm. Um, I use it to see patterns. And there are so many scientifically researched benefits of journaling. You know, it can improve your cognition and your memory and your immune system. So there's just a lot of really good benefits from putting pen to paper. But even that I'm gonna say is not a rule. You don't have to necessarily do it in a notebook. If you wanna do it digitally, that's an option too. So I just really want to remove any barrier or resistance that someone might have against journaling because they think it has to be well, I have a little notebook that has a little key on it and I write with very pretty handwriting and all the thoughts are very pretty. No, that's not required in any way. <laughs> oh, do you remember those little diaries, the little kid ones with the, I do. the lock and the I key? I had a little key. Yes, it was very important to me to have that. And I was so excited when I got that, you know, with the little key and I had to hide the key somewhere very special. Um, and now I just, my journal is out in the open and yeah, <laughs> I need a quick access. <laughs> oh, it's, yeah, it's so interesting. But I mean, talk to us a bit about, I, I love um, the terminology, uh, the journal curious, like that's such a fun word. Um, tell us about if someone is journal curious, um, sort of where are they at? Like, what are they thinking? And how would you I guess, tip them over the line to maybe become a journal lover. Yeah. So if someone is journal curious, I, and I let everyone self-identify, I'm not telling you or someone, oh, you're this or you're that. Certainly people self-identify. And when I've talked to people about journaling and I share my three categories, sometimes they'll self-identify one way. And then as we talk more, they'll say, oh no, actually I am the other one. Okay, good to go. It's all good. But for someone who does recognize when I say things like, you know the benefits of journaling, but you just haven't made it a practice for yourself and you think you should, or you would, or you could, but then you just haven't, you know, or someone who says, well, I would like to journal, but I just don't know what to write about, or I have tried journaling and I just, it doesn't really work for me. I just don't get those benefits that I hear. I would say a couple of different things to help if you want to move into a journal lover or to really get the benefits of journaling. The, the first thing is I never push anyone into journaling or starting a journaling practice unless they really have a belief that it really is going to be beneficial for them. You know, otherwise don't, I would say find something that you really believe in that's going to be beneficial. There's so many things that are so beneficial, you know, healthy lifestyle, exercise, diet, you know, social time, whatever. If you believe that's going to get you the benefits, do it. And if you suspect journaling will get you the benefits that you want, or you're willing to really give it a try and you believe that it's possible, then that's great. Then go ahead and get started and allow yourself to be new and awkward and a beginner when you first get started. Don't expect it to be amazing right away. Allow your journaling practice to evolve and improve as you go. Just because you started one way doesn't mean you're always going to do it that way. Maybe you want to experiment. For me, my best time is in the morning, but other people can't even imagine waking up and spending the first couple of, well, in my case, it's an hour, but you know, whatever amount of time in the morning before doing anything else, maybe they don't have that availability in their schedule. So I would say experiment and try different things. And if someone's like, well, I don't know what to write, use journaling prompts, right? That's an option. And if someone thinks, well, 
I always tend to write about things and it's not very helpful. I just tend to be negative and complain in my journaling. Then you can use some standard journaling practices that really cause you to look for the positive or find the possibility or things that, what I like to say is whatever question your brain, you ask your brain, your brain will answer it, right? Whatever problem you give your brain, your brain will set to solve that. So if you ask yourself, even subconsciously, what's wrong, your brain will find all the things that are wrong. And if you ask yourself, what's going right? What's, what, what am I good at? What do I deserve credit for? Your brain will find the things that you deserve credit for. And what if you wrote those all down? That would be amazing. So that, yeah, I would encourage someone have the belief, allow your practice to evolve, experiment, and then find what works for you. So fascinating. Who would have thought journaling would be <laughs> so beneficial, right? And it so, is. yeah. Well, yeah. Yeah. I, I want to start to talk about it, I guess, specifically for, for business. Um, mm-hmm. Can you tell us a little bit of how you've used journaling and how it's changed your business before we? Yes. Yeah. So uh, one of my big topics that I journal about because it's part of my life is my business. And I'll notice myself thinking sometimes like, I don't know this, or I haven't figured this out yet, or this is a problem. And so what I've started to do, like I said, a minute ago, our brains will answer whatever question we give it. I've uh, writ- started to write down the problems, quote unquote, right? They're not necessarily problems, but okay, whatever. The thing that I'm trying to solve the problem, the thing that is unknown, whatever it is, the thing that I haven't figured out yet, the thing that I think I can't do, whatever it is in my business, I write it down. So like, I'll ask myself, I will allow myself to ask what's wrong or what's not working. And then I can list all of those things down and I list them without judgment and without um, editing or censorship, you know, and I, and I like to make them into a numbered list. And then, so I have the list there in my journal. I don't do anything with it. It's just there. That allows my brain to disconnect a little bit from thinking of those problems because now I know they're, they're in paper. They're in black and white. They're there. I can, you know, I can reference them whenever I need to, uh, but I don't have to keep on spinning on them because I have them written down. And then each day, well, backing up a little bit, I have a belief that my best time and my most Uh, creative time is while I'm journaling. And that is the time that I can really tap into my intuition and my inner wisdom. And I can really get good answers and come up with great solutions. I just have that belief about myself that hasn't always been there, but I work on continuing to believe that. And I work on finding evidence for that. So with that belief, let's say the next morning I go in and I say, okay, let me find a solution to one of my problems. So I'll flip back to the previous page and I'll see, oh, item number one, here's the problem I'm having. And then I'll write it on the next page and I'll invite my brain, what's the solution to this problem? Well, how might I solve this? How might I figure this out? And then I can give myself different answers. So sometimes the way that I do it is I will tell myself, I'm gonna make a list of 10 possible solutions to this problem. I'm not gonna use all 10 probably, but I'm not going to stop writing the answers until I get 10 good, bad, 
possible, impossible, doesn't matter, just 10. And the first three or four come right off so quickly and easily, you know, oh, I, I know I could do this. I know this isn't a possibility. I know this might work. But when I get down to five, six, seven, now my brain is really stretching, really reaching, really looking, sometimes coming up with something that I, it's not, you know, it's out of character for me, but I still, I need to go until I get to 10. And then I have a list of 10 things like, wow, okay, now let me look at this list and see what I'm willing to try, what I would experiment with, what I might do. And it's just so amazing because usually there's one or two on the list that are super easy for me to implement immediately, you know? And then sometimes there's something that I would have never considered. And if I just try it, or maybe that is the gateway thought into the next thing that is the answer. So I really love using that problem and solving technique and sometimes also using it with making a list of 10 possible solutions and it opens my brain up yeah and that really helps you to um then implement that into your business um Mm -hmm. yeah but what what i'm curious about is say you didn't do that right you didn't Mm -hmm. do that practice what do you think would have happened in your business, right? Oh, I know. (laughs) I know what has happened before I started it. And it might be happening for some of your clients or listeners as well, is that my brain continues to spin on this problem and continues to tell myself, I don't know how to do this. This is a problem that's unsolvable. I'll never figure this out, you know, and my, instead of putting it down on paper where I can see it with a little bit of distance, where I can see it in black and white with specific verbiage, my brain just keeps on spinning on it and believing it and thinking of it and worrying about it and not putting itself into solution finding mode. And so by putting, by using it as part of my journaling practice, it's, it's a no, there's just, it's non-negotiable that it is, we are finding a solution. (laughs) We are in solution finding mode. It is definitely solvable, but when it's up in my head, it doesn't feel like that at all. Yeah, of course. And then you continue um, within your business, not solving this and wasting time, right? In your brain, because your head's just spinning all over it. So you're not, you know, moving forward and then it could be really hindering on other things right? Because it's, it's almost setting up a block that may not need to be there if you could write it down and look at it, I guess, even objectively, right? Totally. Yeah. Yeah. And by giving myself the distance of a little bit of time too, you know, if I tell myself, let's say on a Monday, okay, let me write down everything I'm trying to solve for my business right now, everything that's kind of circling in my mind, everything that's bugging me. And mm. I just write it all down, but I don't try and solve it that same day. Mm. But the next day, if I look at just one of them, not all of them, just one, I have this freshness and this more like open perspective about it because it's not the same day where I wrote it when it was such a problem and such a drama. You know, I have that 24 hours or 48 hours later, I have a little bit of a more open perspective to look at it with the problem solving mind. Yeah, that's, that's a great tip, actually. Uh, I really like that because I get the day you've journaled on it, you're probably all in your head and everything's such an issue and you hate the world, it, you know, whatever, <laughs> yeah. whatever you're telling yourself at the moment, you know? So I really like that as a tip to maybe look at it the next day. And for me, what I really like to do then is, um, you know, go through, what I've just dumped down on paper and be like, okay, 
what's real here? You know, are there actually any, I guess, facts or what, what is actually real, you know, and looking at that and then everything from there, you know, is all my interpretation, right? And I really like to do that and not look at it from a way of, oh my God, you know, how could I think that? Or how could I do that? Or, you know, there's no need to have any of that rubbish, but especially when it comes to business, you know, what are the actual business facts in here and what am I interpreting about those, you know, to really um, take, not so much take the emotion out, but to really look at things objectively and be like, okay, we're in business. So, you know, I need to look at facts and I need to look at numbers and I need to look at that rather than all the crap that my (laughs) head's coming up with, you know, and I think that really helps in business because sometimes we do need to separate those because a lot of it is just us making problems out of nothing sometimes, right? It's so true. And I think even the act of writing it down, and this might come with practice. It might not be when someone's brand new to journaling or brand new to writing things down, but I've noticed as as I think to myself, okay, so what's, what's going on with me? What's wrong? What am I thinking about? And I start to write it down. Let's say that I wrote down, no one is ever going to hire me or no one is listening to my podcast, right? Even as I write, that's obvious. That's obviously an exaggeration. So even as I'm like finishing the sentence, I'm thinking, okay, well, I could look it up and I could see how many downloads I have, you know? So I actually, I could edit that to be a little bit more factual. And I just think that the act of writing it and having to put it in paper, you know, committing it instead of just letting it be kind of like in the air in my thought by actually putting it in paper, it, it makes me think, wait a second, how can I be more factual about this? Or is this true? Am I using exaggerating language? Is this a hyperbole? Am I over complicating or oversimplifying something here with the way that I'm thinking about it? Yeah, I love that. I love how the, our, our brains generalize so much. You know, it's always mm-hmm. the like everyone or the yes. no one, you know. <laughs> always and never. Yes, yes always <laughs> and never. Just we come up with these. Yeah, it, it's it's just so interesting what our, what our brains do. And you're so, you're so right. If you're like, no one will ever listen to my podcast. Well, actually, you have a podcast, it's out there, it's available. So what if you did actually look up and be like, oh, that no one is actually, I don't know, 400 downloads. Like, you know, why are you doing this brain? What's happening? (laughs) Right. Yes. (laughs) Yeah. I love that. Now you did mention just before, you know, if you're new to journaling. So I would love to chat about if you are new to business journaling, what's the best way to start? Well, If there's any resistance or if you are a non-journaler, I would say you don't even have to call it journaling. You could call it my business notes or my note taking or brainstorming or whatever you want to call it, whatever allows you just to go ahead and start, you know, and sometimes when people start journaling, they think they have to have the perfect journal or notebook or planner or set up with the perfect pen or, you know, they give themselves a lot of obstacles before starting and I would just say, go ahead and just start with what, whatever you have. You don't have to wait until you have the perfect thing. And it's going to change anyhow as you go, you know. So just go ahead and start even with a piece of paper or even with a doc on your computer and type if you need to. Whatever you've got, just start there. 
Um, but I would also recommend try and have it all, you know, have the intention to compile it all in one place. So you don't have it on a sticky note here and a blank piece of paper there and a doc on your computer there, you know, do have the intention to have it all in one place because once you have journaled for a while, another benefit is that you get to look back over what you you've written before and you get to see patterns and you get to see progress. So um, if you are just starting, start where you are with what you've got with the intention of having it somehow collected together. So for example, if you do decide right now, pause the podcast and open a document on your, or a notes app on your phone even, and start dictating, that counts too. Uh, just have the intention and then I will print this off and I will tape it into the journal or the notebook that I intend to use for this. Um, I think another way to start is to, and you can find these just by Googling or there's a lot of ways you can come up with your own, but I think if you're nervous about not knowing what to write, you could use journal prompts. The way that I use journal prompts is, and I have some that I've used over and over again for years now. Um, and I, when I start a new notebook, I, before I really write in the pages, I go through on the margins and I just flip through randomly every couple pages and I write in one of my prompts. So that way, when I get to that page, that prompt like appears for me and it's the perfect prompt for that day, it always is. So you could think of some prompts or look up some prompts for um, journaling, journaling for business, um, or just take existing prompts for other areas of your life and modify them to be about business and put them in your, pre-write them in your journal. Or another way to do it is I have, I had them for a while. I had them printed out on a sheet and then I made little slips. Like they look like little fortune cookie slips, you know? And every day I would pick out a new one. So it was kind of fun and tactical to reach into my little box and pick out a slip and open it and read it. And then I could write about it. So that might be, again, it's whatever is gonna make you feel like, oh, I'm looking forward to this. This is gonna be fun for me. I'm interested in this. I think this is gonna be beneficial for me. That, that can help you. So uh, yeah, just start with the intention of collecting it all in one place. And you can use prompts if you want. Or another thing that you can do is you can have some, so what I do is I have different days of the week where I have a different journaling routine. So Mondays are manifesting Mondays. Every Monday I write down in my journal what I'll manifest or what I am manifesting. On Saturdays, I do my evaluation for the week and I look back throughout the week to see what worked, what didn't work, what I wanna do differently or continue to do next week. So you could build in some kind of a schedule like that. On the 30th of every month, I write down what I'm thankful for. I call it the thankful 30th. And I write down 30 things that I'm thankful for. So you could come up with a different thing that you want to do for yourself um, each, you know, each day or however often you plan to journal so that you know what this time is going to be used for. I love that you've come up with those different ideas and days and prompts. That's so wonderful. Yeah, really mixing it up and keeping it um yeah, to what works for you, right? Right. And I didn't always do all of those. You know, when I, when I first started journaling, all I did was have a blank page in front of me. I didn't have prompts. I didn't have a weekly, you know, schedule of what I did on which day. I just wrote. And then as I went and as I learned and as I figured out what I liked, 
And as I heard what other people did, and as I tried things out, then I started incorporating. And these are just the things that I happen to be doing right now. Maybe some of them will fall away and new things will take their place in the future, which is totally fine. Yeah, sure. And just out of interest, could you give us a couple of ideas of journal prompts for business? Yes. To get our listeners started. Yeah. So um, one journal prompt that I love, yes, for business, but also for anything is what have I learned in my life or what have I learned in my business? So it really causes your brain to recall and consider the things that you have learned that you didn't know innately, like you weren't born knowing how to create a website or how to create a funnel or how to make a sales call or whatever, right? So these are all things that you've learned. So by writing them down and considering them, then you can notice like, oh, okay, so how did I learn that? Or why was I open to learning it? Um, so I would, and, and if you have that as a frequent prompt that you answer every six months or so, you can kind of notice, oh, and I'm continuing to learn new things. So um, that's really powerful to train your brain in the belief that I'm always learning new things that help my business. So I would say, start writing about what you've learned and how did you learn it? And why did you learn it? Maybe those could be three different prompts. Um, My favorite prompt that I love to use for myself and offer to other people is what are 10 things you deserve credit for in your business or in your life, wherever, but to, we don't celebrate ourselves enough and we don't give ourselves enough credit for not only results, but also the actions that we take to get those results. So you get credit for scheduling a podcast interview. You get credit for sending an email, inviting someone to do something. You get credit for being on social media for a certain amount of time to look for a specific thing or to engage with your audience or whatever. Those are, even if you're not, you can't see those in your bank account, those are all things you deserve credit for. So you should give yourself credit for them regularly and try and do different things every week. So don't write the same 10 things every week. You could, but you could find 10 new things every week that you deserve credit for in your business. Love that. It's so powerful. And I, I remember, do you remember the first time we coached together or you coached me, yes. you did that with me and it yes. was amazing. And it's so, it's just so interesting that we focus so much on what we don't know and what we aren't doing, you know, but it's like, shit, we're business owners. Look at all of this stuff we have done on our own. Yes. Just don't take the time to be like, you know what? Hell yeah, I'm a badass. Look at all this crap that I've learned. Look at all this stuff that I've done. You know, and we just don't take the time to do that. So I I for me, I think the number one best part of journaling for my business is actually, yes, we can look at what we need to solve for and the issues we're having and all of that, of course, a hundred percent. But what have we done well this week? What have I learned yeah. again? What what can I be damn proud of? You yes. know? Yeah. And I think that's so important in business because we just don't take that time to be like, hell yeah, I did that. You know? Yes. And just the same way that we were, you know, making things real and factual by writing them down when they were problems, you're also making it real and factual by your when you're writing things down that yes. you should be proud of, that you've accomplished, that mm-hmm. you've taken action on. I mean, you're really showing your brain like, hey, this is 
this is for real right now. Like I really did this. I really created this. This is amazing. Yeah. Yeah, totally. I love, that's a great tip. Yeah. Make sure it is the factual part of it as well. Oh, I love it. Mm -hmm. So exciting. Um, Mm -hmm. Yeah. And can you tell us as well, um, moving over to our wonderful podcast and can you tell us what does collaboration over competition mean for you? and within your life and your business? Yeah, I love the idea of collaboration. I just think it's so helpful because I I think probably many of us or all of us maybe have taken these personality assessments where we learn, oh, I'm a person who prefers rules and structure. I'm a person who's more conceptual and people oriented or, you know, there's so many of those types. And so by collaborating, we get the benefit of seeing through someone else's perspective, through their personality type that would never occur to us because of the way that we are and the way that we show up, you know? And so I just love, so I love collaborating with both types of people. The types of people who are exactly like me, who think exactly like I do, it's so fun to like finish each other's sentences and get immediately what we're talking about and have almost the same ideas, you know, with just a a difference or just a, a different way of looking at it. That's so fun and so confirming and affirming. And then it's so fun to collaborate with my exact polar opposite who doesn't get what I'm saying at all, who would have never come up with the same idea, who thinks about it completely different, because then we get to see the other side of it. And then we get to see, I would have never considered that, or that would have never occurred to me. And we, it's just such a mind opener to collaborate with someone with a different personality type. So that's so fun. Um, And yeah, I've gotten really good ideas working with colleagues and people who I would con- or might be considered competition, I get great ideas from these people. It really enriches my life and my business to see how someone else is doing something. And would that work for me? Could that work for me? I, I just love it. Yeah, for sure. Oh, I love that. And um, for our listeners who wish to find you, tell us where we can find you. Yeah, well, I hope you will check me out. So my website is super easy. It's just my name, Bex, B-E-X-B, like Cardi B, but Bexb. So Bexb.org, because I like to organize things. So it's so easy to remember. Just my name, Bexb.org. And when you go there, you can see the journal shop. You can see my podcast, which is called Release Your Resistance. You can see how you can work with me. Basically, everything I do, I have all my free resources there so that you can see everything that I've done in the past that is just now available for free. So yeah, I would love for people to come to bexby.org and check me out. And one thing that I figured out through journaling for business, I uh, had a little social media mishap last year, uh, which caused me to lose my social media account. That happens sometimes, you know, Uh. and So that was a quote unquote problem, you know, and so then I ended up starting a new social media account. Everything's fine. Everything's solved. But then I didn't have my Instagram and Facebook connected anymore. So I couldn't use the back end of Facebook to schedule posts. And I thought, okay, now this is a problem. So my problem solving brain one morning during journaling considered what about just starting a brand new Instagram account from zero? Forget about the old one. I mean, you can still have it, but you know, also what would happen if you created a new one? So the brainstorm was that I would have a brand new starting from zero 
Instagram experiment where for 30 days, I would spend 30 minutes engaging on a brand new account just to see what would happen in 30 days with 30 minutes of engagement every day. So if someone wants to follow along on that Instagram experiment and see what happened, um, that is my name, Bex Beltran. So B-E-X-B-E-L-T-R-A-N underscore org. And then you can see what happens when someone starts a new account and spends a little bit of time on it every day. I love that. How fun. The things, who would imagine brainstorming for business, what that did, journaling it all out, right? (laughs) Well, and you know, my initial thought about starting a new Instagram account was no, I don't want to do that. I shouldn't Mm. have to do that. Nobody does that. Then I'm at zero again. Nobody, you know, all the problems. But when I thought about it, like, oh, well, it could be an experiment. It could maybe be helpful. It would be now I'm curious about what would happen. Yeah, it's been really fun to watch myself go through this experiment. Oh, that's wonderful. That's oh, it's great. Thanks for sharing that. And finally, what is your number one key takeaway for our episode today? Mm. <laughs> oh, there's so many things I could say. A key takeaway would be consider journaling if you haven't considered it before. And if you are journaling, consider adding a different angle to it or a different practice to it to see if it gives you anything that you don't have yet. So basically consider, just consider it. (laughs) Wonderful. I love that so much. Just, just consider. That's fabulous. Thank you so much for being here today and sharing all of your amazing journaling tips. It's been wonderful. Oh, thank you. This has been so much fun. And you are an excellent interviewer. So thank you. It's been so fun to be interviewed by you. Oh, thank you so much. (laughs) (laughs) That's wonderful. And well, that is a wrap. So thank you to you. And thank you to all our beautiful kick-ass women out there and fellow work wives. Remember, you're not alone in your business and collaboration is power. But most importantly, of course, when it comes to business, we all get it. Thanks for tuning into our podcast. If you enjoyed it, hit subscribe. If you'd like to learn more, then check out our website, www.workwifewinetime.com.au. While you're there, jump on our mailing list to receive special updates and offers from our guests. Until next time, take care and drink responsibly.